welcome to a brand new episode of The Partial Historians. We're actually up to episode 80. <gasps> what oh a my thrill. lord. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Dr. Greenfield, and sitting beside me, looking fabulous. Ah, for the Fabians, I like mm. it. Yep. Is a curly haired Dr. Radness. I like the curls. Ah, uh, you know, it's summer. Yeah, <laughs> well, I do I just it. it is here, listeners. <laughs> Plus 40 degrees that summer. <laughs> That's the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so. We are mm. deep in the narrative of the history of Rome from mm. the founding of the city. And when we last left you, it was the end of the year 479-ish. So you say, but yeah. try and prove it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm just not going to try and prove it. We're in the 470s. We're in the 470s. <laughs> that is a good thing. Yeah. We're in a whole new decade. Yeah, we kind of uh, we kind of figured it out because uh, uh, we were hitting an anniversary. Uh, we were looking at our stats. We realized that we're probably going to be nearly 50 by the time we get into the, ne- <laughs> into the next century. <laughs> oh, we'll be... Mm. Well, that puts us at like, you but know, hey, in our 70s by the time I we get to season. Exactly. I see that as good news. It means there's just so much room coming your way. <laughs> so much. It never ends. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so the Fabians. Oh, yeah. They've just built a fort, self-funded. Yep. They're a family. They've got all their family. They've got all their friends. They've got all their clients, as in people who kind of owe them one. <laughs> Or one, two, oh, them one. They've packed up. They've gone to the frontier. All these F words. <laughs> Where they're going to fight. Ha. If need be. Yes. The ferocious. <laughs> People of A. Classic. Fiona. Out. <laughs> nice. Finito. <laughs> nice. So they've built a sort of a garrison fortress thing yep. on the river Crimera, yes. which is the tributary that flows past the city of Vey mm-hmm. and joins up with the Tiber, which then obviously flows past Rome. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Um, and they're doing some defensive stuff and it's allowing them to do incursions from the fortress. Yes. Yes. And we talked we talked last episode a little bit about um, how this was so unusual because not only is the Roman state uh, entertained and put into action this idea of having a private sorry sorry a standing army, it is also essentially a private army because the Fabians are footing the bill and reaping the rewards. If you mm. want to know more about this? Please see previous episode. <laughs> Mercenaries, you say? Yeah, right. me. I know. Warlords, you say? Gangs, you say? Oh, <laughs> okay, so that's where we're up to, pretty much. Yeah. Mm. So, what does Dionysius have to say about this uh, this excursion? Does it begin well? Oh yeah, it seems mm. to be going quite well. Yeah. Um, to start off with, we do hear we're now in four seventy eight. Yes. BCE. Okay. So we've got some new consuls. Ooh, yes. And. No surprise, given that the Fabii have all moved north. There's no Fabians. <laughs> their domination of the consulship has now at an end. Just a necessary <laughs> step. <laughs> so we have a couple of new consuls. Mm. Uh, Lucius Aemilius Mamercus. Yes, who we have met before. Mm. Yes, consul- A familiar face. Yeah, consul of 484. Consul of 484 previously mm. served a consulship with Kaizu Fabius. Oh, yeah. Kaizu Fabius, yeah. Mm. So and- that probably has... Uh, I'm going to say it's probably not a coincidence. That might have some implications. That someone who's previously been consul with a member of the Fabian clan is now consul. Carrying the torch. <laughs> That's right. Keep going. <laughs> and we also have Gaius Servilius. Yeah. 
Um, and they're the only names that he's given in Dionysius of Halicarnassus. But if we consult Broughton. But if we consult Broughton. Yeah. And uh, apparently if you consult the Fasti mm. Camatellini, um, <laughs> he has a couple of other names as well. Um, Structus. Structus? Ahala. Ahala. Such a weird name. So sounds very un-Roman. It really does. I don't, I, know where, I don't know what to do with that name. Neither do I. I mean... It sounds like I don't even know, like not Germanic, but I think I, I think when I say it all together, it reminds me of like Valhalla or something. It's like Serbia, Structus, Ahala. In any case, this guy's new to the consulship. Yeah, <laughs> surprise. Yeah, and again, I th- again, I think the name says it all. He's new. He's new. On so the new. Yeah, sounds very different. Is he yeah. Nordic? Maybe. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, really <laughs> yeah. not sure. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so we got a newbie and an old guy. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. It's the odd couple. What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> okay, so what is happening in your world in 478, Dr. G? Things start off on a pretty bad bat. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rome uh, becomes informed that they're dealing with some negative uh, relationships on just about every side. Oh, okay. So like what you talked about last time, how the Sabines aren't happy, the Aquii aren't happy, the Volskii aren't happy, yeah. and of course they, that's pretty much given. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Romans learn that the Volskians and the Aquians have entered into an agreement <gasps> to send out their armies. Sneaky best. Yeah. <laughs> an agreement. So guys, the Volskii are sort of southeast, the Aquii are sort of northeast, and they've agreed now, apparently, according to the rumours, to send out their armies into Roman and Allied territory at the same time. I really thought that these days were over. You know, I thought we were going to be able to put them behind us. Nope. Apparently not. Sorry. Faithless. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse, word has come uh, that all of Tyrrhenia, so all of the Etruscans, and the Romans aren't really sure how many of those they really are. Sure, yeah. Um, have become hostile towards Rome. Goodness mm. me, I wonder why. I was going to say, I feel like that's probably been the case for a while. Maybe they're only just noticing for the first time. <laughs> yes, but apparently all of these other ones are going to join up and support Vey. That could be a very considerable <laughs> Yeah, and I think the, the lack of knowledge about what's going on in the north of Italy from Rome at this Would point freak is, out, is yeah. freaking them out. Yeah. <laughs> See, Livy gives me nothing but sort of fairly positive news. Ooh. I mean, it's not like it's not like the best news you could have, which is that Rome defeats all and masters all territory. <laughs> a plague that is very specific. Yeah, it can swept through. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, once the Fabii have set up their fort and that kind of stuff, Livy seems to be feeling fairly positive that the Fabii are doing a good job um, with this sort of skirmishy, low-level type warfare. So it seems to start out fairly well. Um, although... This might be where our accounts sort of match up. He does mention the fact that they do get sent reinforcements from Etruria, as in he's talking about like the Etruscans and the Trinians and that kind of stuff. The states to the north, in other mm. words, which is never good. But yeah, it's not like they're massively defeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the north is looming as a continuous threat. And Definitely, it seems that yeah. like the nature of that threat is not necessarily known and so everybody's quite worried it's look it sounds like the main beef is to the north and the people around them are just taking it <laughs> as you would well <laughs> if i was a volsky i i know what i'd be doing totally exactly yeah. so i'd say that's probably just 
a war of opportunity. Well, not even a war, conflict of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, continue. Um, so apparently, Amelius um, heads north. Um, yes. Which is not surprising with yeah, his yeah. consular army yeah. to hang out with his old buddy Kaizo, Fabius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's going to support this initiative against they. I too also have this mentioned, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, old pal, haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, um, like, oh man. <laughs> and Rome also decides to make the decision to send an army in all three directions, so not just north but also to the southeast and also to the northeast. Wow, so, this is significant undertakings. Yeah, yeah, so we're not seeing, I don't think we're seeing a reduced levering of the soldiers and the plebeians. Unfortunately, we were so hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> we thought that the fortress might mean that they would levy less, but it seems that the Senate is worried about war on all fronts at this point. Which is understandable, yeah. And yes, has decided to levy more. But this is where I guess, this is what you were talking about, like from last episode you mentioned how... Um, in spite of what's happening, it seems like the agrarian law has kind of fallen, you know, down the list of priorities because there's just no mention of unhappiness about, you know, being levied or being sent off to war again. Hmm. No mention of tribunes and no mention of agrarian law. It's just nothing. Yeah, it's almost like business as usual from a yeah. patrician perspective. It is all quite on all of the fronts. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Roman yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Dionysius just says that the Senate has resolved to send three armies into the field yeah. and that levies are speedily raised. Okay, well... So yeah. it seems like the rumours such as they are, have generated enough fear that everyone's like, yep, sign me up. I sense bad things are coming. That's true. This is true. I suppose it's fairly obvious when it's coming at you from all sides. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's noticed. They're like, hmm, yes, we should definitely do that. Um, So they get together equal armies to send out um, with a bunch of people. Yeah. So we know that Emilius is heading north, one of the consuls. Yeah. Gaius, Servilius, the other consul, is going to be heading to the southeast. Um, to tackle yep. the Volskii, and they've brought in another guy, um, yeah. Servius Furious. <gasps> no, sorry, I, got I know. I got for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I would hope it was our friend, but Servius Furious. I can't find any mention of him elsewhere. Oh, Otherwise, and unknown. his name just doesn't rhyme as well as Furious Furious. No, There's something about the way it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's the brother of Spurious Furious, but he he has he, to be a relative. You <laughs> have to give him that. Yeah, um, but he definitely yeah. is not the Furious that we know and love. Um, I'm smiling cheekily because I'm pleased nonetheless. <laughs> and he's given the task of going against the Aquians in the northeast. Well, I guess that makes sense because, I mean, traditionally speaking, obviously having two consuls, the idea is, as, as we've talked about before, you have one that can stay at home and look after things and one that can go to war. Obviously, if there's multiple wars happening, then you can send multiple consuls, but there's only two of them. So. Yeah, so if you've got a war on three fronts, as it turns out that you might do in yeah. 478 BC. If you're Rome, yeah. yeah. Just going to have to bring in somebody else to do the lion's yeah, share. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's interesting, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Does so he have any special powers, or is he just... Look, seriously, like he's given some, like what Dionysius refers to as pro-consular power, which oh, okay. is not even a thing that exists at this point in Roman history, yeah, yeah. as far as anybody's concerned. But I presume the gist is, you're not a consul, but have some consular power. <laughs> well, yeah, you're the head of this army. Yeah, yeah, We give exactly. you legal dispensation. 
Interesting. So how do they fare against these enemies? Oh, look, things go great for Servius Furious. Of course they do. He's from the <laughs> Furious clan. Yeah. <laughs> he heads out to the Acrian territory. Yeah. Uh, routes them in a single battle. Yeah. Um, uh, terrifies them. The Acrians do seem to be more of a pushover than other people <laughs> in this territory. <laughs> I don't think they've got the right allies at this no. point. Um, he lays waste to their country. The people take refuge and fall back. And he's like, huh. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Things go less well um, for Servilius. Against, wait, against the Volsci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things, and again, yeah. I feel like the Volsci have always traditionally put up more of a fight. You mm. know? You know? <laughs> and the thing is that he is a new consul. And ah, untested, yeah. Yeah, and we're and outside of this Fabian uh, knowledge base, you know, he doesn't, he hasn't, we don't know who he's learnt from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he seems to go into battle, and it's described as headstrong. Um, yeah, look. okay, yeah. And he gets greatly a little too much of a keen yeah. bean, eh? Yeah, yeah, okay. Doesn't go well. Yeah. Um, uh, becomes disappointed. Heaven <laughs> forbid. <laughs> <laughs> he loses many brave men. Well, yeah, that is bad. Um, <laughs> And he's forced to give up uh, pitch battles. So he no longer gets to choose his own ground, um, has to stay in his camp, and then just starts doing skirmishes um, and a bit of guerrilla warfare. Okay. All right. Yeah, that is a bit more negative. Things things get more mysterious for him later on. So he'll come back later. Um, But for now, he's just kind of like, I'm sad. Guys, let's do a night raid. Yeah, see, Livy is very much keeping his eye firmly on the Fabii because, you know, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds um, like it's a good time. Jump in. What are yeah, the Fabii well, doing? Yeah, at first it's okay. Like they're, doing, they're doing well. You know, so they've got, they're doing well in their raids and that kind of stuff. Then they get reinforcements and they're like, ooh, that's a bit dodgy. <laughs> and when, once they get the reinforcements, it seems like they feel confident enough to lay siege to the fort that the Fabii have set up at um, Crimea. Okay. Oh, okay. So the Vey have some of their allies rock up. Yeah, like, I, I let's, think I let's feel do like, this yeah, now. They're feeling, they're feeling more confident, so yeah. they lay siege, which of course is what you would do if your enemy is set up a fort nearby. Uh, and this is it's at this point that Lucius Aemilius joins the cause against Vey. Um, and he has quite a close run battle with these northern forces. Um, however, it seems that he does manage. Um, through clever use of cavalry, etc. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah to, to manage to sort of hold their ground and they ask for peace. But then, because they're the sneaky, stinking, horrible people from they, they then reverse that peace. Honestly, can't, can't even make up their minds. Wow. Is anyone worse than they at this point in time? This yeah. Is what I ask you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, dramatic. Basi- yeah. Basically, the ve- the the people the Vaetians, ve- Vaetians, yeah, <laughs> whoever they are, they they say, oh, okay, you're getting the better of us. Let's sue for peace. Wait a second, snap. Boom. <laughs> 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 yes. As Lizzie, as Livy's translator slash Livy puts it, such was their natural inconstancy, and such their bad faith. Ow. <laughs> Never trust the people from the north. Yep, yep, exactly. But luckily they do it quickly enough that I don't think the Romans are like massively caught unawares, you know. They're not sitting there sun baking and then go, wait, what? What? Do what? Yeah. what? You don't want peace? <laughs> I thought we could invite you over for a dinner party I, at our fortress. I just stripped down to my tunic. This is most inconvenient. <laughs> 
<laughs> so do you have any of that kind of stuff happening? I or? have, yeah, up to a certain point. Okay. So yeah. I've got, Emilius is like sent out against the Northerners and yes. fine, so be it. Um, and they do get into a bit of a backwards and forwards where there is clearly a pitch battle and the flanks and stuff. And I could go into those details, but they're over pretty quickly. Yeah. And the important thing that comes up for this battle is that um, they stay near the camp that Vea set up and then he attacks it continuously for 48 hours. Yeah. Interesting. It's okay. just back and forth, back and forth. And he keeps... Because the camp is kind of like this enclosed spot outside Bay City, right? Yeah, um, they're kind of trapped, and yeah, he's allowed to. He's got the capacity with the fortress behind him to bring in fresh troops. So uh, he just do. He just does a bunch of shift changes. Um, I guess this is what happens tired. when you let the Romans bring the fight to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, I've got some troops over in my fortress, and everyone's like, oh, that fortress. <laughs> um, Damn that fortress. Yeah, so he takes over this camp, and like the camp is pretty substantial. Mm. Um, not that they haven't taken Vey's camps before. Yeah, yeah, I know, but yeah, here we are again. Well, yeah, I mean, surely they also have the advantage—not the advantage, but they—they they are also close to their hometown, and therefore you would presume they have yeah. as well. And this is where the narrative becomes hilarious, <laughs> as far as like excellent, <laughs> as far as Dionysus and Halicarnassus is concerned. I okay. love the details that drop in right now. Yeah. So they go in, they mm-hmm. take the camp. Right. It's taken them two days to do it, but they get in there. Yeah. And this camp is like the most amazing camp ever. <laughs> okay, so I'm now picturing Romans. Battle scarred, covered in dirt, sweat, you know, like grime, with their, you know, their swords at the ready. They burst through, and then I'm picturing like this really sweet, like childlike face of wonder just come over their face as their swords fall to their side, and they're like, "It's like Disneyland. It's just so pretty. It's more beautiful than I ever could have imagined." Yeah, this is pretty much what, yeah, this is a good description. Nice. Um, The Roman (laughs) army found itself in greater opulence than after any former battle. Wow, they are saying something, because the Romans, they're taking some camps. This is intense. Um, And then we get into, like, what is tantamount to a character assassination of the Tyrrhenians. (laughs) For the Tyrrhenians were a people of dainty and expensive tastes. Ah, yeah, here we go, bring it on. (laughs) Both at home and in the field. Oh, we are like luxury. No, no, we're Romans. Yeah, carrying (laughs) about with them, besides the necessities, costly and artistic articles of all kinds designed for pleasure and luxury. So what you're telling me, Dr. G, is while the Romans go proper camping, the Tyrrhenians go glamping. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do. They're like, I found this eco-lodge and it's really, really nice. <laughs> I, just, I just need to get a good night's sleep. I, my I, just can't, I just can't have, like, you can't sleep on the earth. It's way too hard. <laughs> I like waking up with the breeze, but this mosquito net is really lovely because it saves me. Yeah. <laughs> And this fondue set is perfect when you need a meal on the go, but you don't want to compromise on quality. <laughs> I just can't believe the outdoor bar. You know, it's just amazing. So yeah, the Romans, the Romans obviously don't have, don't want a bar of this. Look, the yeah. Romans just do a different type of camp. They do, yeah. and they weren't expecting this to be so great. Look for the bare necessities, a simple bare necessity. That's the Roman anthem. <laughs> on the other hand yeah. <laughs> but they, like, they not, like the luxuries it secretly tickles their fancy they so. do like the luxuries so they take them all of course they the do <laughs> of course they do <laughs> so they're having yeah so in my note here is the Tyrrhenians 
tastemakers. <laughs> See, I feel like the Romans are always okay with taking the luxuries if they feel like they've won them in a battle and it's just like, you know, it's like they're just desserts. It's, it's what they've earned in hard mm. warfare. You know, they've, it's the same with the Greeks. You know, they scorn the Greek ways, but they also love the Greek way. Yeah, yeah. It's okay to have that really nice gold dinner set as long as you fought your own blood, sweat, and tears to get it exactly, off somebody else yeah. rather than just... And they made it. Buying Exactly, it yeah. That, that would be crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy because that would be indulging in luxuries. But if you literally <laughs> had to decapitate someone to get it, it's a different story. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And this is the moment where they sues for peace. Right. Okay, They're like, but all of our fruity stuff. <laughs> So they come out of the city, they send their older citizens. He's got my my collection of rare espresso cups. Yeah. Oh, what am I going to drink my coffee in now? I really need my coffee in the morning, or I am not a happy gamber. Or like, a happy glamper. I'm so sad. And it's like, so yeah, so they turn up. Yeah. Um, they come with some tokens. Uh, More luxuries? Yeah, it would oh, seem so. Some little okay. gifts. Um, and sue for peace. There's more where that came from. <laughs> Lamentations, entreaties, tears. <laughs> oh, the Romans would just be loving this. <laughs> and they seek a termination of the war. And they're like, we just can't handle this, guys. And they also, they're like, look, if you agree to this truce, yeah. um, we'll give you some grain for the next two months. Two well, months of five grain. I, um, I can only imagine that would be helpful for the Romans. Yeah, and we'll give you like yeah. six months worth of funds. Ooh. Yeah. I'm liking this. This yeah. is good. Yeah, and we'll give you time to like be able to take this truce back to Rome right. so we can negotiate a real peace deal and we come yes, to proper terms it falls through very quickly when they're like you've been way too generous <laughs> <laughs> yeah what does your account say mine well this is, this is the thing mine barely has anything oh it, wow it, it has what I told you before and then it sort of just goes back to after the reversal of the peace mm. because they sucks balls <laughs> Um, it it goes back Livy goes back to saying so we fall back into this pattern of having a private war between the Fabians and the the Vaetians sorry it just doesn't roll off the tongue very (laughs) very easily fair enough yeah um, but he does interesting make make this little side comment where he talks about the fact that they were both unsupported by any additional forces on either side so I feel like, okay, yeah, we get that the Fabians, it's a private thing. Mm. But with the with they, does that they mean... They have nobody coming to help? Exactly. Is I mean, the whole rumour that started this year off was the fact that everybody from the north was coming yeah. down to support they. Precisely. So I kind of feel like what he's getting at there is that, yeah, it's it's just they versus Fabii. It's not anyone else from the north. There's no other people around Rome, you know, like allying with them. It is just, you know... The Fabians versus they <laughs> will win. One family from Rome versus a whole well, see, city this of Atrocity. Is why, I think this is why Livy is just in seventh heaven talking about <laughs> Fabii right now because he goes on to talk about the fact that, okay, got more skirmishes, skirmish, skirmish, skirmish. Then, however, it gets a bit more serious. There are occasionally, like, you know, bigger, larger scale pitch battles. And the Fabian clan managed to win. 
Oh, what? Yeah, they managed to, sec- to secure some victories. And this really gets they <laughs> stroppy because not only have they lost all their luxuries, but they're now losing the war. Well, yeah, but also it's not just that they're losing the war. They're losing it to a single Roman family. And Livy goes, Livy does not spare the fact that he really rubs it in. He's like, they, I mean, you know, they is like the most powerful state in Etruria. And here they are losing to just a single clan from Rome. That must hurt. I feel sorry for they. And they were insulted. They could not put it, like, he goes on. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I feel like what, where Livy's at in his narrative is a little bit, further ahead than yeah. where Dionysius is willing to be up to right oh, now. Oh, I agree. Because, yeah, look, I'll give you a hint. I'm sorry, listeners. This is a bit of a spoiler. This whole thing is not going to end well for the Fabians. Huh? Let me just say that right now. <laughs> That's some mad foreshadowing right yeah. there. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> uh, I won't tell you how because we'll get to that. But Livy starts talking about the fact that not only do the people of Vey get really upset, but the Fabian clan starts getting... Overconfident. Ooh. Classic. Hubris. Exactly. Classic mistake in any account, whether it's myth or history, in the classical world. And I feel like this is definitely Livy, you know, laying the groundwork for what is to come. <laughs> I'm going to build them up and Ooh. then I'm going to strip them right down. Yeah, I mean, he's, don't get me wrong, he's loving their actions. He's, all, he's, he's a fan. But, uh, but yeah, I think he's definitely foreshadowing that, you know. Mm. The worm will turn. <laughs> oh, yes. The worm will turn. <laughs> so what, uh, what additional details does Dionysius throw at you? We get some really cool sort of things that happen. Yeah. Um, like the land issue comes back into play. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, for me, this is exciting. Yeah. So we have this moment where... Uh, the people from Vey sue for peace. Okay. And they're like, let's have a truce yep. while we get a proper thing sorted out. You know, go back, talk to your Senate, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and Emilius is like, yeah, yeah, I'll look after that. Mm-hmm. And the Senate is like, okay. Um, they received the letter from Emilius where he's like, look, I think we should probably put an end to this war. Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, we agree. And they say in their response, you, as the consul, you work out the finer details of the terms right, of the yeah. peace because you're on the front line. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, Lucius Aemilius does this. And okay. he goes for it. Um, he, can, <laughs> he concludes a peace with Vey, which is described by Dionysius of Halicarnassus as more equitable than advantageous to the conquerors. Interesting. And that, this is where I think the connections between Emilius and the Fabii uh, are important. Like, yeah, he wants yeah, to yeah. keep it soft for they because he wants to really bring something into the fold. You know, that's like, interesting. Like, look at our generosity. Yeah. Like, we could really smack you down right now, like, you're begging for peace. Um, but instead of smacking like, you down, yeah. which we've done before, yeah, yeah, yeah. to other people who want peace. <laughs> Do you think it's so like the Fabians have that pull with they? I mean, surely this is only going to like appeal to they, like the Fabians setting up their own sort of little fiefdom in. I'm not sure. Because if it's, if it's equitable to they, then surely that means that the Roman state gets less. And yeah, but it means that the Fabii potentially get more. 
Because the Fabii are... Oh, I get what you're getting at. Sorry, yeah, okay. Because the Fabii are there. I get what you're getting at. And they're not leaving the fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mean that, like, so they can keep getting the funds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Yeah, if they they can set up their own negotiation situation with Vey, which is outside of the scope of the Roman peace, but the Roman peace is favourable, the Fabii can be like, look, we're dealing with these people according to the terms of the peace treaty. Gotcha, okay. We're treating them in an equitable way. So almost like a third state. Yeah, they're like, kind of like, let's just do a bit of a win-win here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. I get you. Yeah, I think, I I feel like that might be one way of understanding. No, I was thinking in terms of, like, the Fabii having power in that region by being being reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. Like, because, like, what's the advantage for Emilius? Like, he's just the consul. Um, Well, exactly. He's not going to see any of the money personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, you know, he's, there's no way he'd be conducting these negotiations without talking to the Fabii. And actually he has strong connections with the Fabii. Well, the fact that, I mean, the fact that we've gone from this big, like, oh my God, it's a private war. Ah," And then all of a sudden the consul's going off to help them. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it just happens to be a consul that has connections to the family. Yeah, it yeah. all, it reeks of personal wheelings and dealings. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the people who are really winning here might be the Fabii. Nepotism! <laughs> <laughs> all the yeah. way. Thanks, Rome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah it's it's equitable he doesn't take any of their territory as okay. part of this peace deal mm. doesn't impose any fines right doesn't compel them to give hostages as security mm. yeah none of it's the generous. usual things yeah. yeah none of the things that Rome mm. always does when it tries to conclude a peace with people it is like to really drag them through the dirt and being like you've got to grovel especially there's something a price like to they. be paid because yeah. we could just rub you into the dirt right now they has has really been one of their more notable rivals like, yeah forever like even before even in the monarchy you know it's always been one of their and this is like the softest deal of all time exactly yeah what the <laughs> hell what the hell Emilianus you'll be pleased to know that the senate is displeased uh, I am glad that they have some sense in their brains <laughs> this action brought upon him great odium Fair call, I think. Fair call. Yeah. Um, he requests a triumph, as is his wont, because... Wow, this guy's got balls. Well, <laughs> he did win a two-day battle against a camp and well, sacked it and all of that sort yeah, of stuff. And the Senate says, uh, you don't get a triumph because you just, like, like that peace deal <laughs> Lame was... as peace deal ever. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was lame. And that is not what we expected you to do. Is Emilianus upset? Yeah, he mm. is upset. Yeah. Um, so the Senate offer him the chance for redemption. Mm, yeah. Okay. They're like, how about you go and fix up the mess down south um, that Civilius has got himself into? Oh, okay. With the yeah. Volsci. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. he's doing some skirmishes. He's not having a great time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you can pull through on that, yeah. maybe you can have your triumph. Okay. So they're like, they're like, we need to split Emilius up from the baby like, eye. I feel we need like to get him is, out of there. I feel like he is going to win. Mm. I don't know that because Lily doesn't mention much of this. <laughs> well, so yeah, so things get complicated. Okay. Um, immediately, Emilius is offended. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> first of all. That he needs um, to go and do more work? Or... Well, that he, that he, that this is such a slight upon his honour. He's like, I don't see how the peace deal that oh, I concluded, I like I've yeah. done exactly what the Senate asked of me. Yeah. I concluded the peace deal that they gave me you jurisdiction. I got a peace deal. Yeah. yeah exactly. I also won that battle, which got us to that peace deal. Fair enough. I can see his point too. I can see it. Yeah. And so he's really angry that the Senate is trying to play him. Yeah. Um, Get more out of him. Than, yeah, 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 yeah. And and he's like, I don't think this is right. He gets really angry, 
and he riles up the popular assembly. Oh, okay. And he was Let like, "Yes, he does it using the Aquarian law." <laughs> yeah, he says he says that the Senate is doing all of this stuff with treacherous intent through their contempt for the poor, as in doing the peace treaty, or is it not giving him a triumph? Not giving him a triumph. Um, concluding wanting to do the deal with Vey, but wanting him to pay more for it. Okay. And he says that the slight against him is a slight against the people as well, mm. because actually they want to be freed from foreign wars. Because if the poor are freed from foreign wars, then they don't get levied. And I then think they, that's and then we go get down to, well. Yeah, <laughs> we get to deal with the land issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but instead, it seems like they're putting the peace deal into jeopardy by saying that it was a bad deal. On the other hand, if he'd secured <laughs> land, then maybe he'd have something to give to them. <laughs> mm. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. So we get this moment where uh, Amelia's like flips out, uh, <laughs> riles up the popular assembly. Yeah. And it's not at all clear whether he's still doing anything that could be construed as pro Fabian at that point. Yeah, okay. Hmm, good point. I don't know. I'm. I'm I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets crazier. Okay. It gets even crazier. Hit me with it. Because yeah. neither Livy nor Dionysius of Halicarnassus mention the Suffolk Consul for this year. Right. And we think, as far as the Fasti um, Capitolini is concerned, yeah. is that uh, Servilius dies. Yes, I did see that. When he's in the south. Wait a second. Wait. Wait. No. <laughs> in battle or in... at some point nobody's really like there's just no details there's no narrative history for this we've just got an extra consular name on the fasty list okay so what are you thinking so disease oh, battle this is a murder <laughs> it's just also speculative yeah. what's great is this guy has a really intense name um, That's true. Yeah, yeah. Opiter Virginius Tricostus Esquilines. Freaking hell. And it's like, it's so detailed. And you think to yourself, that guy's got to be real. And I'm like, what a weird It guy. also doesn't so many... sound super foreign. It's long, no. but it still sounds native to the area. It does. Yeah. That's more I mean, than... for God's <laughs> sakes, he's got one of the hills of Rome's name. <laughs> his name. Shoved in his yeah. name there. Right he used to live on the Esquiline. So what do you call Esquilines. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the Romans being literal <laughs> since 500 BC. <laughs> yeah, so it's not at all clear whether Amelius has been asked to go south because actually the consuls being died. Yeah, yeah died yeah, yeah, in yeah, battle. Yeah. But the the Suffolk that's going to replace him needs some support, or whether there is actually like this like something to this land agrarian. The mm. poor are being violated. Because um, the arguments don't really hold up. The narrative is a bit all over the shop. It is a bit all over the shop. And, and the other thing is, we're not really hearing it from the plebs side, as in, we're not getting mentions of the plebs were displeased. <laughs> <laughs> the plebs rioted until they got scared that they were going to be murdered and they left. Yeah. Um, the usual signs. <laughs> yeah, but things get pretty intense. Okay. Um, because we have this moment where he decides that um, he doesn't want to govern. Right. And he doesn't want to kowtow to the Senate. Okay. So what he does is he dismisses all of the troops under his standards. Mm -hmm. And he also dismisses all of the troops that are hanging around after the Aquii stuff. Because 
they're led by Furious, and Furious is not a consul. No, no. He's got the power to lead the army. Yeah. But Amelius is yeah. above him. So he goes through and dismisses all of the troops under Furious out of the standards. And he just goes around Rome and sends all the troops home. And this, this is, is his move. This, this is his is move. Very strange. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And that's kind of like where this um, year ends with Amelia setting up like this agrarian conflict is back on the table, but it's not sure how or why. Or how it's working out. Or yeah. how it's really even going to work. this is why Olivia sidestepped this issue. It's messy. <laughs> it's very messy. And it's yeah. not at all clear what's going on. And once you throw in the details from the fasting, yeah. which nobody can really explain. Well, no, exactly. I mean, um, like two of these consuls, if, you know, if that's what they are, no idea where they've come from and they have really as you say really detailed unusual names yeah yeah like, which what? makes it seem who what now very real yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well okay well so we shall pause there but you'll definitely want to tune in next time listeners because there is more fabian fun to be had but now dr g are you ready for I certainly am ready. Oh, okay. Woo. So, all right. Out of 10 eagles in each category for a total of potentially 50 out of 50 golden eagles. What's well, tempting? I want those gold eagles. I want ah. them bad. <laughs> ah. I want them as much as a Tyranian likes treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I want them as much as the people of A like glamping. <laughs> okay, so military clap. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Once again, Rome, I feel like you're not at your best. <laughs> it's a bit of a balancing act. I mean, so we've got three armies. They're all heading out in different directions. Yeah. Um, one does super badly. Yeah. Um, skirmishes. One does pretty well. Yeah, one does pretty well, yeah. pretty easy. And one struggles but overcomes. So I feel like that's got to be over 50%. Yeah, I feel like it's not too high. And also, even though I've got mention of, you know, they're doing okay. They were doing all right. They, they managed to defeat, you know, blah, 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 Rome versus... The they they're coming out on top most of the time, etc. It's still not an, a flat out. We won everything all of the time. War over. <laughs> Romans, no war. Which, if it was, if that was the case, Livy would be saying that. So oh, yeah, yeah, no uh, doubt. Where we think like a seven, or is that too generous? Yeah, or look, I, I feel like a seven is is justified based on the two thirds. So yeah. I'm like, sure, they're they're having a bit of a struggle, but they did get vague to the point where they were like, please, please, please make peace. Exactly. With us. They may have turned around instantly and said they took it back, <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> that was Rome's fault for lies. Not, all lies. Not noticing they all had their fingers crossed behind their backs, yeah. and quite frankly, they deserved it. <laughs> okay, so we've got seven. We've got seven golden eagles. What's the next category? Diplomacy. Okay, diplomacy. If you're from Vey, I think diplomacy is going well exactly. on some level because you get but a very preferable from peace a deal. Roman point of view. Very not well, really. I mean, mm. they want, they like peace deals, but, but only when they get something out. They of are it. being diplomatic, though. That's the thing, isn't it? They did try. They did try. Well, they didn't. Yes. Hmm. I feel like it's got to be a five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the balance, you know. Yeah. All right. So we got twelve. Okay. All right. Expansion. No expansion. Yeah, fat not zero happening. there. Yeah, not happening at all. <laughs> Weirtus. Mm, Emilius gets angry, but I don't know if he's justified. Yeah, I, I still don't understand what exactly is happening with him. Mm. I feel like there's definitely still some virtuals happening because the Fabians are still, you know, soldiering on. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still, they're still funding it. They're still keeping true their word. You know, and there's no talk of like, say, mutiny or, or anything like that. Yeah, the Fabii seem pretty tight. 
if they're handling their own personal war, they're doing all right. Exactly. I still feel like it's going to be like a, a four, maybe? Or a five? What do you reckon? Look, I'm, I'm willing to go with a four. Because, I okay. mean, you've got... Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we should up it to five because you do have success against the Aquians. There's some weird twists. Exactly, you know, yeah. For the leader it's there. only really one campaign that's going really badly, and they're not yeah. losing. As in, sorry, they haven't lost. They are losing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So we got we got uh, seventeen. Ooh, and finally, last but not least, the citizen yeah, score. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like this has got to go downhill again. We were doing quite well last time, but I feel like, although we have very little mention of the citizens in this episode... They all got levied. Yeah, for sure. And they and all agreed, but then they all got riled up again, potentially, about the land issue. Yeah, I just feel like they're getting levied, they're having to serve in multiple wars and multiple fronts. Like, that must be stressful. I would be stressed if I was in their, in their situation. So, yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's a massive backslide to, like, maybe three? Ooh... Three purely because we haven't got <laughs> much specific mention of, like, yes, they're rolled up, but it's coming from above, not below, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's no rising. We don't get any understanding that the yeah, tribunes I mean, let's face are it, if you ever want to get a plebeian rolled up, all you have to do is say, plebeian. <laughs> 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 and they'll be like, ah, ah, I'm unhappy. <laughs> Fair enough. So what do you reckon? Look, I think, yeah, look, I think three is maybe even generous. I feel okay, like maybe, maybe a two. Like, yeah, maybe even a two. Fair call. And it's like, I can set up for a two. It's like they've all been levied and there doesn't even seem to be any room in the narrative for them to be against that. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's not like it's not still on the table. It's just that the narrative is just glossing over it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think it's to set up, I think Dionysius has glossed over it because he wants to set up Emilius for this moment of riling them back up again. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's a narrative device rather than and I feel like Livy is just not like it's been such a constant feature and I feel like Livy has just got his eyes on the Fabians <laughs> he really does <laughs> he's got a twinkle in his eye I only have eyes for you <laughs> <laughs> got such a crush right now yeah and, and obviously like this is the kind and, and I can completely understand why because it's not just the same old story he's finally got something where he can turn it into this grand narrative of, you know, heroic acts, one family versus a rival state, kicking ass, taking names, you know. Um, and that's exactly what, again, like what Mary Beard talked about when we talked about it last time. You've got essentially what is local warlords with a gang, but the rhetoric of the historians is turning it into something much more... Yeah, they're trying to sound, make it sound much more like Rome is a cohesive unit than perhaps it is right now. Totally, yeah. So, there are yeah. huge factions. Yeah, so I can completely see how Livy is probably just ignoring the, the citizens. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I agree with you. That gives us with a total of 19... Ooh, Golden 19. Eagles. Not Golden good. Eagles. We're back under the 20 mark. Oh, Rome. Go yeah. left a game. Yeah. Maybe next episode. I, I feel like next episode is going to be a big one. <laughs> it's going to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Tune in for next time. Happy 80th, Dr. G. Oh, thank you. You're looking so good for 80. I know. How do we do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>